What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freider, the club CEO here. And we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the club app, the number one online community for DJs where you can stream for free and not get cut off. Today, we have DJ Five Star here to tell us his story. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people where you're from and who you are? Absolutely, Daryl. I am Kendrick Tillman, also known as DJ Five Star, owner of Five Star Enterprise. We do community outreach, educational services, and community engagement. But here I'm just going to talk about my journey in the last 20, it's two decades. Wow. It was like 1997, I consider it the start. Before 97, I was just scratching records up. So you're talking from turning the knob to listen to the radio to turning the knob so it's on the record player so you could get that little if we if we if we're in there is where it all started nice man so what got your interest in, you know what sparked that initial interest in djing and why did you get going into it and honestly the the having the equipment in my mom's home not knowing it was it was just a record player and so it wasn't until 1997 when a close friend of mine dj man man had some turntables and i spent the night and played biggie big papa mixed with jay-z who you with 50,000 times that whole night just just trying to make them blend together just playing just trying to learn that art of the transition the the the, the timing of when a record should drop, everything just kind of became an immediate addiction from that moment. Awesome, man. And then talk to me, like, how did it transition into you actually start DJing and doing gigs? And, and how old were you when that initial thing sparked? And so we, we were all in high school at the time. We had a little dance group and I just was like, I'm not I'm not the dancer, but I like this in Baltimore, Baltimore club music was very, very popular in the 90s and went worldwide. And, and, and I just appreciate the art of what it takes to make music. But my addiction became with the craft, the, to be able to scratch the song to where it doesn't get on nobody's nerves. <laughs> but you still compliment the music in the way it's supposed to be complimented. Oh, that's great, man. So, yeah, walk us through your journey, man, from there and just, you know, walk us through your whole story. Absolutely. So I was known as DJ Skinny at the time. I would say DJ Mistake because I really didn't have the craft that I know now. And so a couple of the years of that and then just purchasing records. You're talking about this is when DJing was two dimensional. You could touch the record and you could hear the record. There was no three dimensions like we have now where we can see an actual wave file and line wave files up. So you had to rely on your ear and just your revenue stream to continue to purchase records because we're talking before the cd era we're talking about before the, the the era where you could actually have a computer as an assistant for your gigs and so with us it was i was always a guy that went to school i was working on my electrical engineering degree so during my college career i i transitioned from dj skinny to dj five star and started earning my way as the general dj five star the general was my tag and it was an amazing experience to have the crowd of 2500 people every week at the venue called hammerjacks every thursday and then when the club owner sold the club for 2.6 million i remember him giving me a, a super t a super duper tip probably the most i've gotten paid for one hour of my time of just djing and then i realized the club was gone and so there were 
challenges where I said, whoa, the entertainment industry, the DJ industry, the fashion industry, athletics, all those things are fickle. Things can happen outside of your control. I didn't know he was going to sell that venue that we were making a whole lot of a big revenue stream from. And that made me want to focus on different things. I, I was awarded the privilege to perform with Soulful Symphony about this time. At Soulful Symphony, if you can imagine me and my little bow tie and my little tuxedo scratching with 77 other instruments and i was like oh it doesn't get anything better than this it was i was complimenting 77 other instruments you got a choir you got the whole orchestra from the bass the trouble the, all of these different instruments 77 it doesn't it doesn't make any bigger feeling in my dj career than that and so that made me really realize my passion your passion is something that you love so much that you would do it for free and i don't dj for free i'm not i'm an entertainer there it's work i'm going to get into the minds of the people so that i can still elude my craft of scratching blending and mixing without it getting on your nerves to compliment the mood where i can still satisfy my itch for the craft and i realized that one of my students i was always a mentor and passing the torch and always pouring into different djs and i think this was about 2009 where he said well the talent's 10 percent of the game is 90 percent who you know i said that's a powerful nugget right there where the student taught the teacher and so I started making sure that I had to pay attention to who people are, what they do, and developing those, fostering those relationships, organic relationships. However, I realized my passion wasn't DJing. DJing as an entertainer, you're providing a service. But the art of scratching, the art of blending, the art of being able to find the craft, love the craft, and elude that craft is my addiction the different tricks that i could do spinning around scratching the orbits the crabs i could do that all night eight hours a day for free and people come to turntable tuesdays they learn that and so when you identify your passion i really wanted to leverage that into something that solved the problem because that's how you really develop sustainability and how we figured we would solve the problem is that on a world platform United States is like 30th when it comes to science, technology, engineering, and math. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. When I scratch that record, that is physics. That's kinetic energy. That's friction. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell these kids because they look up to me because I know how to scratch and mix some records together. And I became the STEM DJ. I found a way to combine my engineering degree with me being a professional DJ. And then, boom. I started doing edutainment workshops, exposing the science in the DJ industry, how technology affected the DJ industry and how this record that I have now has time code in it, which is ones and zeros, which is a digital logic class that I took in school. And I really said that, oh, my goodness, knowledge is not power. And they said, five star, what do you mean knowledge is not power? I said, well, if you get all the knowledge and you don't use it on anything. There's no power in that. So wow. I always say that applied knowledge is power. So when wow. I realized that I could apply all this knowledge, calculus and physics and all this, all the geeky side of DJ Five Star, that I could really apply it to the DJ industry and make a living. 
wow that became my life's work and so here we are this was a 20-year plan right it's starting in 2010 so now we're in year 11 of a 20-year plan and so one of our 10-year goals was to have a product and so now we have a product called Matthew Music it's a duffel bag that comes with your laptop your DJ controller our curriculum because principles are few processes are many we took math principles from fifth grade through ninth grade we're talking percentages part the whole addition subtraction multiplication division a little bit of algebra and applied it to the dj industry the dj culture what 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 we have to do as a dj have you ever heard a dj try to blend two records that just didn't mathematically add up to to blend together it sounded like a train wreck and so what we tried to do is apply those principles so that DJs wouldn't train wreck. They were able to calculate the beats per minute. They would realize, okay, this next song, beats per minute, is X. This next other song is Y. How do we make X equal Y? It sounds like an algebraic equation right there. And that's what DJs do for every transition. And we basically dissected that into a product called Math Through Music. I'm living a dream right now because when I was in high school, I played basketball and I was DJing. So it was like, okay, I would DJ the prom, but then I remember us having a game that we were down by 30 and I ended up hitting like six three-pointers and we came back and I ended up dunking for the last play of the game on this guy that could jump out this gym. And so everybody screamed, ran to the court, picked me all up in the air. And then I had a dream that that same energy was for math. And here we are with math through music. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited wow. that... That's amazing, brother. Now, I'm super glad you shared that story because you really took your two passions math science technology and you combined it with djing and that is truthfully innovative and i commend you for what you're doing man tell me a little bit about you know who's the primary customer of this product is it for high school students or is it actually for djs just to think about djing in a different way got it so it turned into both because one i'm targeting 1 million sixth graders and so the curriculum touches fifth grade through ninth grade math but you know like i know there are 12th graders that don't know fifth grade math and so sometimes putting a 12th grader in a fifth grade math class will cause some some culture issues and culture shocks from whether it be teasing or whether it just being a mental block because of that situation where what we bring to the marketplace is math is cool math is interesting Math is enjoyable. And we've done some studies. We have the Stanford University here in the United States. They did a study on just the emotional intelligence. They asked one word to describe math on the first day of, the, of our camp. And, of course, they said it was horrible. It was hard. It was unenjoyable. But after we have 35 lessons and then you get a BPM Supreme membership for a year so you can download as much music, unlimited music for a whole year. And then now you can duplicate our 35 lessons and it never gets stale because you have different music, different tempos, different answers and different different cultures that you can bring together. Media is a universal language. Music is a universal language. And we've tied that together to really show the mathematical principles in that. And so we're focused on the fifth grade through ninth grade math. But yes, seniors have benefited freshmen in colleges have benefited from math through music for that remedial upbringing we're, wow. we're actually targeting mostly b2b so i'm targeting school districts so if you know any educators please share them with, with math through music if you know any principals please give them a direct contact to me so that i can send them off some kits it's designed for two students at a time so we'd like to fill up a classroom of 20 students with 10 kits and of course that would be 10 laptops 10 dj controllers by pioneer 10 
well, 20 sets of headphones because it comes with two sets of headphones, 10 boards. You don't need any internet. Everything comes stored in. The music already comes stored in. You can download music for a year, but we already store music on, so you don't need any Wi-Fi to get started. The embedded videos are in the laptop. You got your whiteboard, dry erase marker, computer stand, software already stored, shipped off. And so was, we wanted to be able to scale, and that was the, one of the challenges of our business model prior was that it was a service-based company. And so I, for the last five or six years I've been working on the business not necessarily in the business and so a lot of my team members have been going into schools as an educational resource providing our STEM content and then so I saw that that's a challenge that's a pain point because now I gotta hope that person gets there on time I gotta hope that they deliver the message and speak professionally like I would need them to speak and so that was one of our, our pain points of seeing the challenges of of growth pains just grow, having growth pains so we always wanted to have a product in our back pocket and so have Having this partnership that's international. So our partners are in Canada. The Canadian federal government did a five-year study. It doubled math scores in Canada. And so that when I go to Canada a couple times a year, our events are in City Hall. We have a DJ Pernod conference. We have a So You Think You Can DJ competition. And so we are we're looking forward to expanding this Matthew music all across the United States. Wow, this is truly amazing, brother. Uh, a product that is designed for, you know, middle school and potentially high school and even older people, but can really be used for anyone um, that is interested in learning more about mathematics and through DJing is like super innovative, bro. I think that this is something that the world needs. And yeah, I'm super supportive of what you're doing and, and kudos to you for, for the success you've had thus far. Our last pivot was just something that you may have to explain to the listeners out there because what we realized is technology affected the DJ industry that we can control what you see. So now if, if I can control what you see and engage you with content that is appropriate for being here, now I become an MJ. So I can control I own the team you play, play, play for. So we can have, we teach our curriculum with media masters. Media masters is our fancy way of, of saying media jockey, where we can take your message with our method to deliver to a captive audience. It's going to resonate in the long-term memory of the audience. I don't care how old you are, whether you're 6 or 60, if I move Michael Jackson... <laughs> Each song has a measurement of speed known as, known as, known as. With this record, I got your undivided attention. And so they can't see what you can see. And so I really would like to hear how you explain how we deliver content. This is our way of delivering content. So if we had yeah, to pivot this, this way because of the pandemic. And they said, well, can, well, Mr. Tillman, you got these kits, but we, schools are not open right now. What do you have now? And this is this is how we deliver content. We, we use media masters. And, and please come come to us because we, we, we need more DJs to have that that brain to say, I want to do more than just DJ in a strip club. I want to DJ more than just this particular lane. Don't pick just one lane. We want to come together and show that there are lanes that you never thought of. And so here is one that we deliver content and education. I bring in DJs that don't have an engineering degree. I'll do all the talking. I speak professionally. All you got to do is go up on the screen and scratch this record so it moves that video and stay in line with what I'm saying. We built a team of that. So I got a Toastmasters partners that come in and speak. And I got my DJ family that can come in and be media masters or media jockeys. And so that's kind of how we pivot through this whole pandemic, even though we were doing this prior 
there because we've been set up with screens and basically deliver your content. Your your message with our method will help resonate in the long-term memories of that captive audience. No one is Amazing. going to forget us how we deliver this content this way. No one will, because this is truthfully innovative, truthfully amazing. And I have a number of contacts that um, I would definitely connect you to of school systems that are looking to keep their students engaged, because that's a huge problem right now. Students are not being engaged with the traditional learning that they are currently doing on Zoom. They need something interactive like this that's super unique that they won't forget and they will enjoy participating in. So I have a lot of connects for you, bro. We're going to definitely plug you in. Um, I would love to hear, you know, the progression. You know, this has been going on for 10 years in the making, you know, tell us a little bit more about the progression over the last five or 10 years and then kind of tell us where you are now and where it's going wonderful daryl i appreciate this opportunity again about five or six years ago i, st I stepped away from direct teaching and it, it was scary because most business owners most small business owners are addicted to their labor that brings them their their primary income and as an entrepreneur and as a, I went to school to get my MBA, I was at a point in my life in 2010 that I said, okay, I need to learn more. And so coming from the school of engineering and then going out into as a DJ, my family's looking at me crazy anyway. Why you ain't working for Northrop Grumman or work one of these engineering firms? And why are you being a DJ in these clubs? They looked at me crazy, you know, and, and a wise man said, well, is any of your mentors at that financial level you want to be at? And I said, no, none of my family members or mentors. He said, well, how can somebody tell you that's making 90000 a year how to be a millionaire? That, that can't happen. Follow your passion. And so as I went looking for that passion, I said, OK, I got to mix this passion of the DJ craft. It's not if you'd asked me 15 years ago, what was my passion? I am addicted to playing the right song at the right time and watching 2000 people sing all the song. When I cut the record off and they still singing the whole song for me, it's nothing more enthusiastic about that. But I had to realize people paid me to be there to perform, to do that. That is that that's a pay for service. But when I'm in my studio and I'm just working on this orbit or this craft, combination that the craft is what motivates me and that was what we wanted to align with our different avenues whether it's Matthew music media masters or our partnership with uh, we, we have a virtual world that that we work with as well amazing man this is super amazing I'm super glad that we got to hear this and uh, are introducing the world to, to, to what you're doing and I, I want more people to, to hear about this this is literally going to change the game and help students all over the world um, learn math and other things because this is only the beginning you're going to be able to incorporate other you know other subjects and other things to help these students using music and DJing so kudos to you for what you accomplished and I'm super excited to see you know what you bring next with this man I would love to learn more about some of the you know things that you've done that help prepare you to think in this way you know this podcast is, is meant to educate and drop knowledge for other DJs that are either you know looking to take their DJing to the next level or just mm -hmm. getting started you know so what tips do you have to, you know to build that mindset of innovation and being able to just get started with something you love and and doing it in a way that no one has done it before Great question, Daryl. And it's funny because I've been digging into that for almost 15 years because pouring into others and being a mentor and then seeing that mentee look at you as competition. And so I've learned coming from Baltimore, Maryland, that 
competition can breed negative energy. And I'm, I'm, I'm not into competition. I played basketball, but we, it was a team effort. But when I look at my friends who played football, yeah, it was a team effort, but they were focused on that individual position and playing that individual position to the best of its ability for that. And the mindset is a little more competitive and less of teamwork makes the dream work. So for, for the nugget that I want you to pick up is that your vibe attracts your tribe. So always remember that you can learn something from any and everybody. And that's why I host Turntable Tuesdays. Most people want to learn scratches from me and cuts from me. Great. But they always give me a record that I'm not playing. I'm always learning new music. I'm learning some type of music history. It's so many aspects to DJing that you need to know to be cut from a different cloth whether it's beat juggling whether it's scratching whether it's just knowing the new music to play whether it's just having that music repertoire that library to be able to show to teach as you dj i like to teach when i dj i want to play a record that you like wait where is that record from and then play the record where it came we like the milk creek that's a milk creek i'm going to play the original and then i'm going to play the song that you know and to me, DJs have to always be students of the game because there's always DJs that are, you know, our forefathers, the, the Jazzy Jeffs who invented the Transform, the Grand Wizard Theodores that invented the Scratch, the, the Cool Hurts, the, the, the forefathers of DJing is still wise to know that information. And so don't think, okay, I got some, I got a computer and now it's it's a cheat code. I, half, half the DJs are using sync buttons. You can't even really mix if I put two turntables in front of you. And so I want everyone to stay humble because that's the name of the game. I, I, a lot of DJs sometimes get the ego and it, it goes in a direction that sends off energy that attracts different, that energy. And for us, I think, it's about unifying. I really want to unify the culture. I really want to unify the game. It, it's enough out there for us all, all to eat, especially in these different lanes that we've created, spiritual spinning, media masters, and then our Matthew Music product. Awesome, man. And I would love to talk about, you know, the difference between the skill of DJing and the business of DJing. That's one conversation that we have a lot on this podcast. You know, it takes people that are able to combine them both to truly be successful in this industry. And you look like you've done it very successfully. So what are some things that you've done to work on both sides, the skill set of DJing, the craft of it, but then also the business of DJing. So talk a little bit about that. Great question, Daryl. The craft of DJing is all anything you put 80,000 hours in, you, you've mastered. And so you want to be around those type of people. The people you can you can tell how many hours someone has put into a particular craft. And so for the the, the business side, that's a different animal. You want to build relationships because it matters who likes you for those opportunities. And so sometimes you want to build that relationship with a check. Do business with a person. That's the best way to become friends. If you know they're going to be somewhere, go there and offer to buy them a beverage. Build a relationship first before you jump in and say, hey, can you mentor me? Or can I get something from you? You want to build relationships. So the business is about tying your brand to elevate, not tying your brand to get pulled down. And so you awesome. got to be, be wise in that. Thanks for yeah. that question. No, so great. So it seems like for the skill set, it's just practice, practice and time. And then for the business relationship, being humble 
and providing value to other people. Providing value. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome, man. This is a really valuable interview. I'm sure our audience is going to get a lot of value from listening to this and have learned a lot. I've learned a lot and I'm super impressed with everything you've accomplished, man. We're going to jump right into the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Two turntables, Pioneer 7 and Serato DJ Pro. And now phase needles with the backup Shure M44s. Besides yourself, who's your favorite DJ? I would say Jazzy still got it. Jazzy Jeff. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at and why? Probably the events at Bourbon Street because of the crowd size which was also known as Hammerjacks, either one of those eras. It's the crowd size that when you can turn off a song that everybody knows and hear them carry the music. Those are the best events. Who's the most interesting person you've met through DJing? So many. I would say interesting. Is it DJing or you mean celebrity? Whoever's interesting that you've met because of your DJing. I would say Q-Bert, man. Being able to scratch with, with the infamous Q-Bert. That was pretty dope, man. That's been a couple times. What's one thing that you hate about live streaming as a DJ? One thing I hate about live streaming as a DJ is when you forget to do prep time and something something moves that everything has to be consistent in live stream. So if you, if you come back to it and it's not the same, but you done started already, that I hate that. That you got to... The way I'm streaming, I'm my my stream computer is on the other side of the computer, on the other side of the room. So everything needs to be set, so that when I press the stream deck, every button, every scene, everything should be where it needs to be. So the one thing I hate about streaming, if if somebody bumps a camera or bumps a light or moves a light, it throws everything off for your your production. And uh, shout out to DJs you know personally whose story needs to be shared on this podcast. Got it. DJ Ritz from WPGC. He's he definitely one of my guys. Uh, DJ Quicksilver is an icon. I think he's one of my guys. DJ Duke, he works for us in Matthew Music. I appreciate his hustle. He doesn't stop going to sleep. He doesn't he doesn't stop grinding. And so I would I would think uh, those will be three. I probably have five hundred in my in my network. So <laughs> I'll stop there. Awesome. Some women, I would say DJ Kibi. She works with us as well. Awesome. We would love to hear their stories on the podcast, man. And where can people find you online or in person if you're still doing events? Absolutely. I love events. So that would be just DJ Five Star. That's the number five S T A R R. And you can just either follow us or go to our link tree, which is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash DJ five star and that'll connect you to setting up a meeting with me getting to our email blast or following us on YouTube or Twitch or Mixcloud Periscope all those things and things awesome brother this has been a tremendous interview I'm super glad to hear your story and I'm sure our audience have learned a lot from you Um, so everyone DJ five star follow him he's amazing appreciate you Daryl Are you a DJ? Well, we want to hire you as one of our official, the club virtual DJs. We've been working hard to source hundreds of paid virtual gigs, and we need DJs of all kinds that are interested in getting paid to curate virtual events for our clients. Whether you're a new DJ, just getting started, or a veteran in the game, 
we have paid gig opportunities for you. Text I'm in to 609-201-1027 to get notified for paid gig opportunities from the club. Tell a friend. We look forward to working with you. Now back to the podcast.